So I read something, believe it or not, about Chile recently that made me think, yeah, yeah, why not? And what I read was the recently elected uh, president of Chile, um, a guy whose name is Gabriel Boric, um, is not married. He has a, a, a live-in. He has a girlfriend for, of a couple of years now. And um, she's a rather well-educated woman. And they're both in their 30s. Um, anyway, she, her name is Irina Karamanos. And uh, Irina basically is the first lady of Chile. And she doesn't want to be. And I thought, yes, fire nice the first change. lady. I think fire, I love her. Fire the first lady. Now, she doesn't want to be fired. She wants to quit. And so she's been doing everything she can. There are a number of agencies that are essentially under her purview as first lady, some foundations and museums and stuff like that or whatever. And so basically, she's making phone calls to the heads of these agencies and saying, okay, let's put you under the, or let's put you under the proper government uh, ministry that handles this kind of thing and get you off the plate of the first lady. And so I started doing some research about the U.S. first lady. And there is actually mm. something called the office of the first lady. Now, mm -hmm. it wasn't always this way. The office of the first lady was first federally funded uh, in a bill, I think, that passed in 1977 and kicked in, in in 1978. Before that, the activities of the first lady were largely funded from the presidential family budget. So whatever, the, you know, if the first lady was going to do something, the president and the first lady together as a couple, they would pay for whatever they were going to do. But in 1978, because it was becoming a substantial responsibility, they decided, and I think that was in the Carter administration, mm -hmm. uh, they decided that they were going to fund this at the federal level. It took me a long time to dig up what the budget is. It's amazing. I literally went to President Biden's budget proposals for the last two years trying to find the office of the first lady budget line. It wasn't in there, but finally I found a website called Open the Books that was able to suss this out. Um, and it, it it's, gets a little tricky because some uh, – right now there are about 11 or 12 staff members in the office of the First Lady. And five of them are considered special assistants to the president, but also serving the First Lady. And it's probably really the other way around. They're serving the First yeah. Lady and they're considered, and it's probably more of a funding mechanism. But in any case, as far as I can tell, the current budget for the office of the First Lady is in the United States is $1.35 million a year. Now, under that- a lot that, less than I thought it would be. Yeah, it's not-, it's, it's not Federal government-wise, it's not a huge now, amount of money. That's a lot less than yeah. I thought. Yeah, I, thought I thought you were going to say billion, and then I was no. going <laughs> to swoon. I actually did too. And this is not my this is not my main point of bringing this up as a story because it's not the money uh, that's the issue here. So, for example, there's a chief of staff. A chief of staff makes about 180 grand a year. There's a press secretary who makes about 100k. There's a communication director who makes 155. There's a social social secretary that makes 155. And then I couldn't find the salaries for the chief floral designer and the executive chef or the chief usher. Uh, but all these people are apparently under the purview of the, the office of the First Lady of the United States. Uh, now, in recent years, we've seen some movement on this issue. For example, uh, where at, at its peak, the office of the First Lady in the Obama administration was said to have uh, some 24 people who were reporting to Michelle Obama. I remember. Um, 
That has gone up and down over the years, but 24 was the peak. Uh, right now, we're at about 11 or 12, which is down significantly from even the way it was under some Republican presidents. But in the first year, and, and we're just comparing first year to first year of administrations, in the first year of the Trump administration, Melania Trump's office had five people. And so- Which was uh, way down from Michelle Obama, by the way. Yeah, Significantly lower staffing there. And Melania Trump made what was then considered a radical move, which is she decided she wanted to live in her own home in New York. And so she largely stayed. She kept her full-time residence as New York and appeared in D.C. when she needed to appear in D.C. or with the president at various times. Uh, Jill Biden is a community college professor. You mean Dr. Jill Biden? Yes. And um, so she does checkups when she's not teaching English. But um, she <laughs> – Listen, if you can't prescribe me fun pills, I'm not calling you doctor. And she said she wanted to keep teaching because she thought that Americans needed to see a successful teacher out there. And she was doing that as an example. My guess is she just really didn't care about her husband's job like many spouses don't and just wanted no. to keep doing her own job. <laughs> But in any case, so that's a little bit of movement where, you know, you've got a first lady who's earning an income outside of the White House. The first lady, by the way, doesn't get paid. There's no salary in the office of the first lady for the first lady uh, because she's not an elected or even an appointed official. But this uh, Irina Karamanov, or however I mispronounced her name, the first name Karamanos uh, in Chile, basically says, uh, look, I, I helped my boyfriend uh, to get elected. I circulated petitions for him. And I think it's great that he's the president, but I'm not qualified for these other jobs. And, she, and she's Bless very, her. she speaks four languages and, and I think is uh, competent in a couple of others. She's a very intelligent person. She wants to do research and that's, that's her passion and what she wants to do. And she's basically saying, hey, you elected that guy. You know, he's, he's in the government. I'm not. And so she's giving away her office as fast as she can. And I thought we should seriously consider that at the federal level in the United States. And there's my favorite uh, quote from First Ladies, by the way, I found in doing some research for this. It was from uh, Martha Washington, who said, I think I'm more like a state prisoner than anything else. <laughs> <laughs> I really like her. I just looked her up. I've, She's also very pretty. I think we need to get this woman Martha? and bring her to the United States. Yeah. And bring her to the United States. Now she's a leftist. She's a socialist. She's, a, you know. Fine. But. Fine. Bring her to the and United States and not activist. make her. Don't make her first lady, make her president. Make her president, go in there and say, you shouldn't be doing this. You go belong over there. You take care of this. All of this, get get rid of all this stuff. Kudzu, all this stuff. Just yeah. let's get her on the phone. Matter of fact, let's just send a plane down there. Let's send a plane down to the capital of Chile. What's that? It's Hormel, right? Uh, Hormel, 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 Hormel Chile. Chile. That's a capital. Yeah, yeah that's a capital. Chile. <laughs> send, her, send her on down there and, and get her on a plane and have her come back up here and have her just basically sweep away all this stuff. And then she can go on and- I would and, love to and, see the next first lady hire um, Irina, what's her name, as a consultant in the office of the first lady to eliminate the office of the first lady. <laughs> you know, she might yeah. be my favorite non-politician since um, this happened in the in the 90s. I wish I'd known about this topic ahead of time, so I, I, I could have looked, looked this up. And it was either Oregon or Washington. And it, it, one of those states where the lieutenant governor is elected separately from from the governor, not not on a ticket. Yeah. And this guy was running for lieutenant governor on a one plank platform, which was to abolish the office of lieutenant governor. That's right. <laughs> and I, My kind of guy. I really wanted to vote for that guy. We, we, we need more like that. Um, 
It, and I'm so sick of cloying politicians going, hey, remember, when you vote for me, you get her, too. Or, you know, in Kamala Harris's uh, position, you get him, too. You're the first gentleman. Yeah, I, um, I don't even know his name. Doug, I think. It should be Doug <laughs> if it's not. It should be, what, should be Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> so Heinlein got it right, and I can't remember which book this was. It might have been The Moon is a Harsh Mistress, but the argument was – Anybody ambitious enough to seek high office isn't worthy of it. That's and, precisely. And so God precisely bless correct. those few people who stumble into high office, like First Lady of Chile, and say, I want out. Well, and, and let's, say, let's say Kamala Harris does get elevated uh, or, or uh, dropped down to the level of the presidency. Um, let's say she becomes president of the United States and her husband is the first gentleman. Is he also uh, supervising the work of the chief floral designer of the White House? I mean, is, is, he, is he gifted in this area? Or, or frankly, were any of the first ladies gifted in that area? Some of them clearly had a bent toward design and fashion. You know, Nancy Reagan, Michelle Obama, though they were yeah. they they thought a lot about that kind of stuff. Melania mm -hmm. Trump, to uh, to a great extent as well, yeah. because really has an eye for beauty and things like that. Um, but. I don't see why we can't just let the executive chef chef away and the chief mm -hmm. floral designer uh, design, you know, why we need a chief of staff for the first lady uh, is just ridiculous. I mean, she needs a security detail. She needs uh, the option to travel with her husband when she wants to. Uh, but I don't think we should, th you know, put upon that woman the expectations of, you know, a, a matriarchal leader for the country. When you were talking about whether or not, if, if Kamala Harris became president, whether or not the first husband would have an eye for decor, I had a, I had a Paul Pelosi joke, but I didn't use it because I have too much class. <laughs> but you're going to use it now. <laughs> but not so much no. class to to restrain you from mentioning that you had. No, a Paul no, no, Pelosi no. Joke. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't stoop that. That low. is that, that is a, me. That is a really cruel form of humble brag. Thank you. Yeah, that's right. And now, don't worry, I, I, at this point, all viewers are like supplying their own uh, right. Paul Pelosi jokes. I wrote it. about Paul nope, Pelosi nope, yesterday. I, did, I decided was, not to say, yes. I decided it was too far beneath me. Paul Pelosi so was I actually my, my second topic choice because did, did you guys see what happened uh, yesterday no. or the day before? No. Something new. <laughs> so there, there was this whole kerfuffle. Um, NBC News Bay Area or NBC Bay Area, which is uh, the local affiliate uh, based out of San Francisco or Oakland, and I'm, I'm, I'm not sure which, uh, reported on November 4 that uh, uh, Paul Pelosi answered the door himself, right. yes. uh, appeared to be in no danger, turned his back on police and walked back into walked the house. Walked the assailant. Towards, yeah. the assa towards the guy who would eventually beat him with a hammer, which is a horrible thing that shouldn't happen to anybody. Yeah. Now, national NBC News reported the same thing. And since scrubbed the story and, and suspended the, the reporter, really? they suspended yeah. the reporter. Yeah, it's because it they accidentally did some journalism. The account? He, no, he did some journalism, and that's yeah. that. That was a uh, fatal mistake on his part. He has to be sent to re-education yeah, camp. To their credit, uh, NBC Bay Area stood by their story, stood by their reporter, and they updated their November four story on uh, I think late on Tuesday to say that uh, a person in the know had seen the police body cam footage, and it backs up. Both reports, both the NBC Bay Area and the national NBC News report that was, I think, originally filed for the Today Show. Um, 
to the best of my knowledge, as of uh, 9 a.m. Mountain Standard Time on Friday, NBC has yet to reinstate their reporter or reinstate his story, both of which were uh, uh, totally correct. And so to to connect the dots here, that's why we shouldn't have an office of the first lady. <laughs> well, he mentioned Paul Pelosi and it was my second topic. And so I had to I had to th- listen, if we can't do tangents on this free. No, no, no. Show, I specifically did not way? mention Paul Pelosi. I said I am not going to mention Paul Pelosi. You specifically mentioned that you did not mention Paul Pelosi. That's I, 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 I can't I, I couldn't clear. have been more clear on this. And I'm not I even said I'm not about going Pelosi. to mention Paul Pelosi in regard to this because you could make a joke about that. But it's beneath me. I'm not going to do it. I am talking about NBC News being completely no, corrupt about shameful. sweeping an inconvenient story about the uh, husband of the House Speaker uh, before a contentious midterm election that would determine whether she would remain House Speaker. By the way, let's not is, forget, let's is not the forget that Hillary the, Clinton. Go ahead. Hillary Clinton, within hours, had tweeted this kind of uh, fanatical assault on on uh, on members of our democracy by right wing lunatics. You know, has to be prevented at all costs. And then and then later, either that day or the next day. Joe Biden gives a speech about that attack on Paul Pelosi inspired by right wing violence yeah. and the mega, you know, the mega maga, uh, you know, criminal element. It, it, the reason he was suspended was he pulled the rug underneath this whole last minute smear campaign that they thought was a tidy, uh, tidy way to explain this little um, peccadillo. So let me ask, yeah. is the is the spouse of the Speaker of the House uh, third in line to be first lady of the United States? <laughs> I think about that. Do we need to look at that? <laughs> no. So I, you know, no. So he's second in line to be the first. He's sec. He's second in line to be the well, first. Well, if you count gentleman. the one that's there already, like that person, so he's second in line to be first gentleman. Yeah. He's third in line to be the first spouse. <laughs> that's right. Well, I, I just think it's something that we should look at, and it's not just you know the woman who's suggesting it is frankly a, a feminist activist. But when she said it, it's kind of one of those things that's really hard, I think, sometimes for conservatives to do, uh, and all political people, I guess, because we kind of look at, oh, what's the source? Anything that any source that I don't agree with says, therefore, I don't agree with it. Um, And I looked at this and I thought, well, I don't care if she's a radical feminist, socialist activist. She's right. Like, we didn't vote for that person just because- Talk about the woman in Chile? Yeah. What what the Chile Chile, uh, woman was saying, the alleged first lady of Chile, was, uh, you know, I'm like, honestly, we didn't vote for Michelle Obama. We didn't vote for Laura Bush. We didn't vote for Nancy Reagan. We didn't vote for any of these people. Um, And there's, there's no reason why there ought to be a whole- office of them when the responsibilities that are under that office could easily be taken care of. I mean, there's already a White House office. So the White House office can take care of flower arranging and chefing and ushering. And if you don't have an office of the first lady, you don't need a chief of staff. You don't need a communications director. You don't need a speech writer. You don't need a press secretary and all that kind of stuff. You just let that woman live her life. And frankly, in as much peace as possible, I think it's healthier for the spouse of the of the president to be able to make choices and not be like Martha Washington said, feel like a prisoner of the state. The the one thing I almost be, almost always believe from uh, anybody running for president, uh, if it's a if it's a guy, is one of the first things he says is, you know, I had a long talk with my wife about this, and I tend to believe that because man. Yeah. 
all she did was get married. <laughs> and now, well, Mar- Martha Washington had an opinion, but another first lady famously said, "We are the president." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was that yeah. Uh, Eleanor Roosevelt who said that? Oh no, no, no. It was a much. It was a much more recent much, shrieking much harpy. More recent. That was. <laughs> it reminds me of the. Uh, Hillary Clinton said that in in on camera. It, it reminds me of the scene from the movie Dave where he goes, "I'm the government." <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, one more tangent. You mentioned uh, the the radical feminists. There's actually a growing uh, alliance of convenience between conservatives and radical feminists, particularly the ones known as TERFs, which are trans exclusionary yep. radical feminists who yep. are tired of being told that uh, they need uh, that they're not good people if they won't sleep with a guy who says he's a woman. And not only that, they're a little they're a little testy about the fact that since they have uh, uteri, uh, you get to be in the club without having one of those. Yeah. Um, organs. That upsets them quite a bit. Yeah, and it should. Well, in any case, I hope I have your full support on this move to fire the first lady and yes. to eliminate the office and then take that yes, $1.35 million that now we will have as surplus and use that <laughs> to fund 13 seconds of government behavior. <laughs> In other areas, <laughs> if you if you pull the funds out of the first lady department, that's probably enough money to buy one of those little scooters for Joe, so that he doesn't have to be escorted onto the stage. He can just kind of drive as well. Now, then you'd have to oh, put bumpers on the side of the stage. And you need a scooter ramp on uh, Marine One. Yeah, and you need a, you need you know, and there's going to be multiple casualties when he goes through a crowd and that kind of thing. As of, never mind, it's a bad yeah. idea. And if the president wants to say to the first lady, like, let's say the first lady is somebody like Irina from Chile, who is an activist. Well, that's a private conversation that uh, she can have with her, in that case, boyfriend. um, If he wants to say, look, I know you're an activist, but because you're connected with me now, you can't just go out there shooting off your mouth about anything. Do me a favor, call the press secretary. Yeah, that's right. If if you like it, then you better put a ring on it. <laughs> like if you want to make that commitment. But you know, in the United States, more typically, and in most administrations, there are a few administrations where the president was a widower. Um, and uh, it's interesting in the whole. Like there's a first lady museum, and in some cases. They treat the president's deceased wife as if she were the first lady of the United States, but in other cases, they don't. Um, and then you had like James Buchanan had his niece um, at, who was who basically served as the, the social secretary of the first lady of the, of the White House. Yeah. So is that like the Pope's nephews back when the Borgias were running the church? But it is, it is <sighs> what you just said. Like it is a, 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 an artifact of royalty. It's like this idea that that somehow, because somebody was elevated to the monarchy, the person they're married to is also royalty. She's the royal consort. Yes. And needs to be treated as such and have her own responsibility and her own budget. She's she's not merely a concubine. She's the royal consort. Consort. (laughs) Whatever. Playing second fiddle to no one. concubine. And I would be the first one to say, I do not want Dr. Jill Biden to be a mere concubine. I think she's no, so much more than a concubine. I mean, she's, Absolutely. she's and all I think that Hillary Clinton is more. so much less than one um, <laughs> that, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on this I'm one. feeling slightly and, ill, if I can be honest. And Dr. Jill is watching right now going, oh, I wish my husband needed a concubine. I wish he was that, <laughs> he was that eager. 
I'm trying desperately hard to think of anything, anything that rhymes else. with concubine right no, now. And yeah, I can't that's hard. Do it. There aren't a lot of rock and roll songs that use the term. <laughs> <laughs> so so that is it. That is it for my little exploration I'll have an answer of this week. idea. And, you know, as a conservative in favor of smaller government, you know, we can start by eliminating 12 positions right away. Of course, uh, the president's office would say, oh, well, you know, we can eliminate seven positions because the other five are special assistants to the president who would, of course, continue to have massive duties and responsibilities to the president. <laughs> you said massive them. duties. <laughs> And, and technically, we wouldn't be firing the floral designer either. We wouldn't be firing the executive chef. They'd just be reporting to other people. So I guess this doesn't save anybody any money at all. <laughs> but I think it does send an important signal to what we believe about elected officials. You know, if if I had successfully run for county executive, the last thing in the world I would do is bring my wife into the office and go, okay, why don't you take over straightening this place up, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> Anything that discomforts the government, I'm generally in favor for. Oh, man. Right. Uh, did you just dangle your prop proposition proposition? I dangled something, and I hope it was just the proposition. <laughs> That's off camera. As the first gent of right angle, I think you can dangle whatever you want. <laughs> Thank you very much.